afternoon, evening, Hello. morning, some time of day. It is now. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to episode number nine, 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 nine. of Top Shelf. You know, I Yay. said that, you know, I said that, and now I second guess myself. It's like no, nine? It is episode it nine. Is it nine? It's episode nine. It is nine. As always, <laughs> I'm so Lindsay. Professional. We're professional, and I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Jeff. And that's Jeff. Thank you for introducing us. You're welcome. <laughs> we need that. You, last time you got mad at me. I got I mad, because I was like, well, people don't know who we are, and I See, wanted I'm, to... And I went, yes, they do. Well, we always yeah. have new listeners, I so in all fairness, we need to keep Well, welcome to our new listeners, Hello, and welcome. So I know there were some things you wanted to say right off the bat. Um, I have to apologize for something that happened in last week's episode, yes. or last episode, in yes. the French Connection episode. Jeff and I both mispronounced the name of Roy Scheider, not Schneider, Roy Scheider. My mom yelled at me, <laughs> straight up legitimately yelled at me about it. We do try to be as, you know, accurate as humanly as we possible. Can, but we but... are human. <laughs> and we try really hard to not be on our computers and iPads and phones when we're doing this. Yes. So if we don't cross-check everything, we apologize. And if we that's will... the case, let us know. And we will print a retraction. <laughs> verbal retraction, if that is the case. We will apologize in the next episode. Yes. So. <laughs> so there you go. So that was last time. <clears throat> this is And this is this time. And this is this time. What did we watch we this watched time? We watched the number 92 movie on the list from 1990, which is... <gasps> Goodfellas! Yay! Goodfellas is one of my, like, top five favorite movies of ever. I enjoyed it. So. It was a good movie. It is a good movie. It was a good movie. It's a very good movie. All right. We'll discuss more at the end. Oh, yeah, of course. So, we will. continuing on. Yes. Um. <laughs> what is our... S- a, yes, good. The quick uh, plot summary from the IMDb. <laughs> the IMDb. The, D- the IMDb You is- have become a robot. Henry Hill and his friends work their way up through the mob hierarchy. It's pretty that's it? short and yep, that's <laughs> oh. it. The end. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much that's describes it. the entire film. Pretty much. Think uh think The Godfather, but uh, <clears throat> better edited. And faster. Ooh, Anyways, so <laughs> again, we will get into that at the end. So, uh yeah, it's a good it's probably a good description of it. It basically just follows their uh their rise yep. to uh just their yeah their rise in the mob. It follows Henry Hill from when he's a kid to the 1980s when yep. he gets put into witness protection, which is a story. Which is not that a spoiler. Seen like you see, they, it, you people know that whole mm-hmm. like it's their whole time and they're narrating it and this is how they got from place to place. So yep, which is good. Um, this movie was originally at number 94 the first time it was on the list, so it has moved up two spaces. It has moved up. So, so it's moving up it. higher. Go, go, Goodfellas. Go, Goodfellas. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> Roger Ebert named Goodfellas the best mob movie ever and placed it among the best films of the 1990s. Yeah. He he, he ranked it very it's high. It's interesting to me. We're going to go a little out of order, which I completely don't care about anymore, the order of everything. <laughs> but um, interestingly enough, it's, it. depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. movie, like, Expert-wise, okay, Total Film rated it number one on the greatest movies of all time in November of 2005. Empire Magazine listed it as the number six of the 500 greatest movies of all time in September of 2008. So, it's very highly rated. And it's number two on the AFI Institute, or the AFI's list of the ten greatest films in the gangster drama. Genre. Okay. Gangster genre. I'm assuming it was probably Godfather. It's probably number one. In in 2008. So, yeah, I'm sure The Godfather is number one. But 
So, I mean, it, it's, it's just interesting that it's so low down on the list compared to how it's received elsewhere. Right. I guess. I don't know. It weirds me out. Which kind of makes me wondering, like, what their, what their reasoning is for it to be... So low so on the low. list. Because here's and here's my thing. I this is probably one of the first few films where I cannot say that. Look, you know, well, here's the reason why it's on the AFI list. It's because it's the first movie that did this. This film, it's not the first mob movie by all means. You know, there had been other. Films, oh no, you know, not even a little bit. So, but it, it it wasn't really like oh it was the first of this or it was the first time they did this. It's a good movie by all means. Mm-hmm. It's a very well done, very good, fast paced you know uh, piece of film. But I can't I can't pinpoint it to it being it's because of this that it's on there. I think it's just a good. A yeah. good film. I'm glad it is on the list by all means because it's definitely a film that needs to be on the list. But I'm kind of giving away my <laughs> no, it's okay. My, my views and opinions, yeah. but but I I I, I would like to kind of know. I wish there was a. I wish they gave you an explanation as to why this movie is yeah. on the list. Like, what is the reasoning for it to have even been considered to go on the AFI Top 100 in the first place? Why you is know? it so low on the list? And then that might, but that might give some insight as to why yeah. it's so low on the list. Because well, it's because of this reason. But here's a thousand other reasons or other movies that were before and why theirs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It's, 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 it's the it's first movie that I've been legitimately upset about its place on the list. Cause it's not high enough. Mm-hmm. It needs to be in the top 25 at least mm-hmm. in my opinion. I could see that. I could see it definitely. And I would agree. It definitely needs to be higher up. And I might be biased cause it's one of my all time favorite movies, but still, but coming from me, like I, like we discussed in the last one, this Jeff hadn't the- seen, and Jeff had not seen it all the way through. Until no, the day. no, this was the first time I had actually seen good from beginning to end. I enjoyed the movie, and I agree. It needs to be higher. I don't think it should be 94. Now, maybe when we... Or 92. Sorry, not 94. Pulp Fiction. Okay, anyways. Yeah, Pulp Fiction uh, was 94. This is 1990. Um, but, I mean, uh, it's so confusing. There's so many 90s. I know. Um, it's, it's a movie that... I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And, yeah, I agree. It needs to be higher up. Now, maybe, though, if we get further down the line maybe it'll be a little more understandable why those movies are higher on the list but no because titanic is ahead of it on the list and that's inexcusable because of the money yeah whatever <laughs> it's because of the money that made titanic so much higher on the yeah, list the... and groundbreaking special effects oh uh, yeah, yeah i'll have with the technology on that one but uh, whatever but I, I don't know i i Right now, I'm curious to know why it's so yeah. low, and I wish it was. I do. I wish it was higher. I wish it was a hell of a lot higher on the list. Yeah, to it cover. Needs to be. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. Good. To cover are also the rest of the rankings. It's an eight point eight out of ten on IMDb. So good. And high it's eighty nine Metascore. Do we know what uh, um, Roger Ebert gave it? Yeah, he's well, no, but he said it's one of the best. It's one of the best. So I'm assuming he probably would have given it a four out of four stars yeah. if he's saying it's the best one. So and it was one of the top films in his opinion of 1990. Oh, okay. So, so he liked it. Yeah, Roger Ebert liked it. That's awesome. We're gonna keep doing with my my. Kind of one sentence, one word summaries here. Because I like this category. Okay. And apparently people listening like it too. And oh, I want to okay. keep it. So food, blood, and swearing. <laughs> Ray Liotta was better looking in the 90s. His laugh is the most annoying thing on the planet. Yep. And the Derek and the Domino's version of Layla is the best version of that song. That is very true. 
And that is a good, very good summary of of <laughs> of Goodfellas, right there. You didn't yep. even need to watch the movie. You could listen to that and know exactly what. Food, happens. blood, and swearing. Food, blood, and That's swearing. That's literally the movie. Should have been the tagline. <laughs> it should have been Goodfellas. Food, blood, blood and, and swearing. swearing. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> it's a good summary. Um, awards wise, I guess. Uh, it was a very well received film. There was it had sixty four major film nominations. Uh, six of those were Academy Awards. Again, no big surprise. The nominations were for Best Director, Best Film Editing, Best Picture, Best Writing, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Supporting Actor. No Best Actors for it because I I don't think everyone could have been Best Actor because I, I know like Ray Liotta is kind of the main character, right. but even he's not like he's not the focus all the time. Right. I mean, yeah, he's the narrator. Yeah. And yeah, he but is. that's the. Yeah, it would be hard, I think, for them to pinpoint one. It did, uh, it was nominated for all those. It did win Best Supporting Actor. Joe Pesci won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in this film, which he deserved it. Man, yeah. did a really good job he of did. the film. He nailed the character. Uh, and then in 2000, it was entered into the film registry. So oh, it, good. Is, it, it is, is in, in the, the National Film a, Registry. Good. Yep, in 2000. Not until 2000? No. Wow. It, it, it took it 10 years, but I mean, that they Seems started late. pushing it in, I want to say, yeah, they started pushing it. Okay. Like more films were starting to be yeah. entered into the more we get closer to now, so. I know we said we were going to try and dispense a little bit with the trivia, but this movie has a lot of really good trivia that people besides me will legitimate, legitimately find interesting. I cannot talk today. It's okay. fine. We're just doing a podcast I know. You it's talk. fine. <laughs> and people who I don't know listen to it. It's fine. She okay. speaks well. Go. I'm generally eloquent if I can get the gum out of my mouth. <laughs> See, she used the, a big Okay, word. so there's, the, there's several iconic lines in this scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, you think I'm funny? Well, how am I funny? Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? That whole, and I know I said that wrong, but that whole thing was based on a story that Joe Pesci acted out for Martin Scorsese. When Pesci was working in a restaurant as a young man, he once told a mobster that he thought he was funny, and the mobster became very angry. Wow. Scorsese allowed Pesci and Ray Liotta to improvise the scene. He did not tell the other actors in the scene what would happen because he wanted their genuine surprised reactions. Interesting. Interesting, and that would, and that definitely, I, I can, I can feel some of that in this film. That there's mm-hmm. a lot of kind of moments. That's not the only time that that happened. I right. don't know how many of them I picked out, but there's a lot of them. If you want to read all the trivia, and a lot of it is really interesting, but I just pick, I did pick and choose because I don't want to talk about it for uh, you know 45 Never. minutes. Um, Special a lot, there, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of trivia on this because it's a long movie. Um, Long, it's two and a half, it's two hours and 35 35 minutes. minutes. It is a decent amount of time, but again, like we said, it goes pretty quick, so. Um, The word fuck is used 296 times for an average of 2.04 fucks per minute, and about (laughs) half of them are said by Joe Pesci. If you're wondering, all the fucks were given that day. All the fucks were given that day. Apparently... And Samuel Jackson didn't say a thing. No, he didn't. Samuel Jackson is in this movie, guys. And he did not... For like a minute. swear. Nope. And he I'm barely so talks. He yeah, barely he kinda, talks. He kind of just mumbles, doesn't he? Um, apparently, uh, Joe Pesci's mom saw the movie and said he was very good in it, but did he have to swear so much? <laughs> oh, that's such a mom thing. Do you have to swear so much? <laughs> Honey, could you have done that again? <laughs> Never mind okay. what he does in the movie. No, for just... <laughs> the there's there's a very f- famous Layla montage, which and, is yep. like one of my favorite things in film. And Layla, for those who may not know, is a song by Derek and the Dominoes. Eric Clapton was a member of Derek and the Dominoes. Most people are familiar with the 
bluesier version that Eric Clapton did of Layla. But it wasn't originally a rock song mm-hmm. by Derek and the Dominoes. Yep. So there's a really famous piano part in the original version. And Martin Scorsese actually played the piano coda section of the song during the shooting of each scene so that certain bars of the piano piece would match up with certain shots of the movie, which is why I'm convinced it's one of the best like montage scenes ever. It's very well. And I actually, I love that part of that song. I love I do that. Too. that That's whole, the whole reason that version of the song is the best. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's not in the blues version. Like it's not even like a guitar version, but this is not a podcast about <laughs> music. Do we need to make a side podcast no, talking about not. music? I can, Brad can do that. <laughs> that would be good. Pick a whole list of songs yeah. like, and go through and talk about each one. Um, hey, according to the real Henry Hill, whose life was the basis for the book and the film, the book is called wise guys. And the gentleman who co-wrote the screenplay with uh, Scorsese wrote the book. Oh. Sorry, that was asinine thing to say. But uh, Nicholas Pelegi, I think is how you say his last name. I'm okay. not 100% on that. Um, according to the real life Henry Hill, Joe Pesci's portrayal of Tommy DeVito was 90 to 99% accurate with one notable exception. The real Tommy DeVito was a massively built strapping man. And uh, Joe Pesci is none of those things. It is the things. complete opposite. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Joe Pesci. But it's kind of true, dude. You keep getting casted as small little tiny people. True. Because he is a tiny person. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you um, keep getting casted. At Martin Scorsese's request, associates of the actual people were always on set on the set of the film giving helpful and essential information about the life, people, settings, and moods of the situations, because okay. this is based on a true story. After the premiere of the movie, Henry Hill went around and revealed his true identity. He was placed in witness protection in 1980. After the yeah, so he went around and tell, told everyone who he was, and in response, the government kicked him out of the federal witness protection program. Oh my, why would you? Because the movie got popular. Right, I'm assuming. That's why he told everybody. That's because he's like, was like, hey. Yeah, he was probably proud of it. I'm like, he hey, wanted I was him. That was me, you know. And the movie was all about me. And look at all these awards. That's my life. And oh, my Ray Liotta's opening line of "As far back as I could remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster" was voted as the number twenty of the one hundred greatest movie lines of all time by Premiere in two thousand seven. Let's say I've heard that line. I see, like, I know that line. Mm-hmm. I know that line before. I've either seen it in movies that have referenced it or have spoofed it. Yep. So, like, again, I've never seen Goodfellas, but I know that line. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you would know from Goodfellas just from it being in... There's a whole episode of Community that's basically based on Goodfellas. Which now I need to go back and watch Contemporary American Poultry from yeah. season one. Well, because that was one of the first episodes that actually that I started was the paying music attention that, to. That was the episode that sold me on that show. Ah. <sighs> I need to watch that. The now legendary steady cam trip through the nightclub kitchen was actually an accident. Scorsese had been denied permission to go through the front and had to improvise an alternative way to get into the club. So that's why they went through the back door? Yep, and through the kitchen and stuff. Wow. Yeah. I actually, I think it would have looked stupid if they went through. Yeah, right? I don't think it would have been as cool if they went through the front door. Also took seven takes to do that one <sighs> shot, that steady shot. Yeah, I don't like... People I'm, kept screwing things up and getting in the way and... I love long shots, but I know how, again, I know how much of a pain in the ass. Again, as we discussed in the last yeah. episode, I know how much of a pain in the ass they were to try to do. Right. And it's just like, oh God, I feel so bad for you guys for trying uh, to I'm do so that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Ray Liotta <laughs> turned down the part of Harvey Dent in Batman to make Goodfellas. Oh my god, in the original one. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think, no, I'm like... not I'm like, in the Dark Knight. Oh, no, not I, in the Dark no, Knight. No, because I'm sitting there I'm sitting there going, Batman Forever was like five more years out. Why was he... But I'm like, oh, so... I th- oh, oh, okay. 
I think he would have done a great Harvey Dent, first off. Okay. I mean, I like... Batman? Goodfellas. <laughs> I know, but at Batman? the time... Goodfellas. At the time, Batman would have been the more high-profile film to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's... Oh, I guess, but it would have been the Tim Burton one. It would have been before the resurgence in Batman. Yeah. Okay, so they might have been equally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I thought he would... I mean, hey, I love Lando Calrissian, but... Oh, I know, Billy right? D. Williams in Billy Batman, D. but... Uh, he would have done a good... Harvey Dent. I know, but... But, okay. But, yeah. (laughs) That's weird. Wait until I get to the point where I tell you who was originally going to play Ray Liotta's character. Uh Who's going to play Henry Hill. Uh Uh-oh. But first, (laughs) Al Pacino was offered the role of Jimmy Conway, but he turned it down due to fear of typecasting. Robert De Niro plays Jimmy Conway in the movie. Ironically, that that same year, Pacino ended up playing a gangster. He played big boy Caprice in Warren Beatty's Dick Dick Tracy. Tracy. Yes. He admits he regrets this decision. (laughs) So it's the whole Will Smith regretting not doing um, uh, uh, Matrix all over again, where it's like, no, I'm going to do this other film instead. And then, oh, I really shouldn't have have done done that. Pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. It's like we talked about in the Toy Story 1, Billy Crystal turning down the role of Woody. Yeah. And then they wrote Mike Wazowski for him. Which, you know, again, going along those same lines, at the time these movies coming out, there's no way for these people to have known what this was going to become. Right. There's no way they would have known Batman would have done no. well and what this one would have done well. And yeah. Dick Tracy wouldn't because Dick Tracy was a classic you know, cartoon comic strip. So, right. so like, how would they, how would that not have done well? And, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's hindsight, 2020 hindsight. <laughs> the MPAA, who rates movies. Yes. The Motion Picture Association of America. Is that what MPAA stands yes. for? Yes. Ordered 10 frames of blood be removed from the film before granting it an R rating. Well, those guys, I'm serious. Are you, my God, 10 frames? Yep. That is blood. how specific. Yep. I wonder where they were cut. I don't know. Because there's spoilers. There's a lot of blood in this movie. There's a lot of blood in this movie. Hence the summary in the beginning. Yeah, blood. <laughs> but, Food, blood, and swearing. But I mean, that, I, what part? I wonder if it wasn't um, near the end. Maybe. Like, because that shot. That montage that of montage, there's more blood there's in it. There's a lot in it. They only showed a couple of the people who got whacked. That's true. In that scene, spoiler, sorry. The later life of Henry Hill, after he enters the witness protection program, was also adapted into a film. <coughs> sorry. More humorously, humorously into My Blue Heaven, the same year. Wow, it that's... also came out in 1990. So that is why he was... I bet you anything I'm that's sure. why the real guy went out, was because he's like, hey, all these movies Hey, check made me out. Me. I'm awesome. Yeah. Appropriately, that film was written by Nora Ephron, who is Nicholas Pileggi. That's how you say it. Okay. Pileggi. Gotcha. Pileggi's wife. My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't. I could not remember the movie at all. Yeah. Okay, continuing. You're Sorry, welcome. I didn't mean to no, interrupt there. <laughs> but it's just, it was interesting that they're written by the guy who wrote the book that Goodfellas is based on, and then his wife wrote the comedy version of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I could make a better movie Nora about Efron, your life. <laughs> who passed away this last year. Yes. Okay, you ready for who the producers wanted to be, Henry Hill and Karen? All right. Tom Cruise and Madonna were the producer's first choice for the roles of Henry and his wife. Ray Liotta and Lorraine Bracco were subsequently cast in those parts. Right? Oh. Uh Okay, okay. Look, I enjoy Tom Cruise. I like him in his uh, in his action films. Mm-hmm. No way in hell would he have done good in this film. No. But at the time, he was still a serious actor. He did a lot of dramas at the time. Yeah. And he when would have been younger. Few, when did A Few Good Men come out? Look that up that while, was I, a, while I talk. Okay, that was like a little while. 
Um, according 92, that was two years later. Okay. So, I just would have been, oh, God, Madonna, no, okay, you no, know what? Madonna, no. Okay. Tom Cruise, maybe. Tom Cruise, Madonna, maybe, because no. Tom Cruise was really good in Cocktail, mm-hmm. a serious film. Madonna, no. She's good in A League of Their Own, She's but that's A League, League of, of their, own. their Own. But that's still kind of a com- I It is not, a comedy. It's I a dramedy. I could not picture her in this film at no. all. No. Even, a, oh, God, I'm trying to envision it and my brain's bleeding. It hurts. Tom Cruise, it hurts. I can... No. I can fudge it, but he doesn't look Italian enough for me no. to make it work. Like, that no. does not work. No, Ray Liotta's... Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. My incomplete sentence rambling is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. According to Nicholas Pileggi, some actual mobsters were hired as extras to lend authenticity to scenes. The mobsters gave fake social security numbers to Warner Brothers, and it is unknown how they received their paychecks. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that, see, that's that's the stuff that I want to know more about. Right? Like, like, how did that actually, um, how did that work? Was there a lot of just under the table stuff being done? There or... must have been. <laughs> Paid him in cash? Yeah, must have. It had to have been all cash. It had to have been. Because then there would have been no record of him being in it. Uh, Ray Liotta was cast after Martin Scorsese saw him in Field of Dreams. A movie I've never seen. Oh, is that on this list? I don't think it is. It's on one of the AFI lists. But I don't think it's on the top 100. No, I think it's on like the best drama list because I was looking through those. Yeah. Interesting. Um, sad news. Sad. Um, Henry Hill actually died. The real one. The real one. Yeah. Last year. June 12, 2012. And after his death, Ray Liotta claimed that he only had a few meetings with Hill and he never got to know him well. Because oh. there was always this stuff saying, the real Henry Hill had always said that, you know, he made all these larger than life claims that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Ray Liotta had called him every day to, you know, check in on how he was supposed to be acting and Robert De Niro called him <laughs> and stuff like that. And so they were all most of it was not 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 true. Not true. <laughs> not true. Um, Henry in the movie states that Tommy was shot in the face so that his mother could not give him an open casket funeral because. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci's character dies. Um, spoiler. Spoiler. Pretty Again, much it's almost 23 everyone, years. Yeah. And almost everyone in this movie dies. Just go into that knowing that. Um, Tommy's real life counterpart, Tommy DeSimone, was killed in January of 1979 and his remains have never been found. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading some of the real life stuff about this, like the basing on, and like one of the mm-hmm. one of the women that died was dismembered. She went to uh she went to uh, yeah, she went to a meeting. That she claimed she could make a good $10,000 on, but warned the people at the hair salon she worked at that if she didn't return in 15 minutes to call the cops, she never came back. They didn't find her. About, like, four months later, a severed torso was found floating in the river. And it identified to her because she had breast implants. And they matched. Like, it was just... Oh, it's terrible, some of the stuff. Nice segue into that. The official body count in this movie is 10. Ah, not bad. Eh, that was only 10? Only 10. It feels like Allegedly there should have been a lot 10. more. I know. Huh. <laughs> a lot of death. <laughs> also, just as a, a little bit of trivia, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Henry Hill is indeed dead. He died this last year. Yep. Um, James Conway, who's played by Robert De Niro, died in 96 of lung cancer. He right. would have been eligible for parole in 2004. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. And then uh, Paul Cicero. Who's like the big main guy? He plays Pauly. Mm-hmm. Um, his character, not Paul Sorvino, not the actor. Paul Cicero character. died in 1990, 1987. So a little bit before. He died of a respiratory disease in prison. So a lot of them are no longer alive. Mm-hmm. The people involved in the real life stuff with this film. So cool. 
So yeah, that's well, all my cool, trivia. But <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's a good trivia. amount of trivia there. See, I think all that was very looking at the goofs on like right. IMDb to yeah. find why it might be like not what like what not like some plot holes or goofs or something. Oh, okay, I got you. It's well, all silly little stuff. The thing is, I mean, there's a lot of the, the film covers what thirty years because it starts in fifty four. Mm-hmm. And he's already older. So yeah, it's Ray Liotta's character is already older. So, it ta- it ta- yeah, it covers like 25 years or so. There's a lot of ground covered in it. Yeah, there's going to be some goofs. It takes two and a half hours to cover 25 years. Yeah. And a lot of crap happens in that time. So, what do you expect? <laughs> you know? Right. Well, there is some things that I have learned from this film. Yes. I enjoy this section, by the way. This is my favorite section. Um, this time, I actually have seven things that I have learned. Oh, good. <laughs> One is could be combined with the other, so by all means. But uh, we're going to go through these. So, number one, Italians eat a lot. <laughs> Fact. Not really a thing I learned. I am half Sicilian, so I kind of know that, but this film just completely proves it. Because there is so much food in this movie. <laughs> so much food. A lot of food. Number two. It's possible to own suits that practically glow because they are so shiny. Yes. <laughs> Ray Liotta proves that one. Uh, three and four kind of go together, but uh, mobsters back in the day must have had incredibly good janitors to clean up all the blood in their uh, restaurants. And nightclubs. And nightclubs. As well as they must have had incredibly high insurance premiums with all the bullet wounds and knives and injuries yeah. that they acquired yeah. during the course of just being there. Uh, number... Four, we'll just do it this way. Jail doesn't look all that bad. No. Kind of looks like a hospital with um, Italian food. Yeah. Based upon that scene. They've got a kitchen and Yeah, they a had a kitchen and cods and, and they were coming and... in. They had lobster coming in and steak and, you know, it looked pretty good. So, uh, number five, everybody in the Scorsese family looks the same and wears because the same glasses. Because his mother plays uh, Joe Pesci's mother. Yep. And his dad plays one of the mobsters that they're in prison with. And, and they look, his mother looks like you put a wig on him. <laughs> and then just went, go. Because they, they they look the same. They all wear the same glasses. Mm-hmm. Like, they all wear that big, big, huge honking yep. thing. So it, I just thought that was hilarious. And then finally, not something necessarily I learned about the film, but something that I learned or we kind of decided on. Uh, we all want to go to Uncle Paulie's because that yep. man has some amazing looking food. He had a lot of food. And Colin agrees. <laughs> yes, Colin's here. He's not saying much. He's here. He's drawing. <laughs> so we all want to go to Uncle Polly's. Yep. Because that looked like it'd be a fun time. That's all I can say. So Because we are not doing this at our normal normal time. We normally do these in the evening. Yeah. Or the late it afternoon. The... It's like... <laughs> it's quarter to three. It's quarter to three. And we already <laughs> watched the movie. We it's haven't early. eaten yet, though. Yeah. So. so maybe that's why Uncle Polly's looks so delicious. Yeah, is because we, we need food. We need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the things I have learned from this film. <clears> and I'm... Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I know we kind of already talked about the ranking and stuff, but but no, general we need thoughts. To talk about yeah. General about, thoughts. I'm gonna let you have the floor on this first because Uh-oh. I've seen this movie so many times. Okay. It's I, interesting to hear what you have to say because you have just seen it all the way through from beginning to end for the first time. I really, really liked the film, and I, I thought it was. A, we I can thought still it was, be. We can still, we can still be friends. To do this and okay. Trying to be friends. So basically, in an alternate pretend dimension. <laughs> In alternate dimension, this was the final episode. Uh, the dimension yes. where I didn't like this. Um, no, I thought it was a good movie. I I enjoyed it. It kept my attention the entire two and a half hours. No, no question about it. I sat watching the entire thing because there's so much that happens and it keeps going. There was one or two little moments that I question. I asked something about mm-hmm. just because 
I'm sure it was it, it was it was said in the exchange of a dialogue, you know, about who this person was or why they did this. But besides that, it was a good film. And yeah, I know it's kind of sacrilegious. Is that the right word uh, to say that I think it's better, better than, than the, the Godfather? Godfather um, but I agree with you. I love the Godfather movies. I do too. Those are good films, but. This film feels like it does what The Godfather did just quicker. Now, again, we're talking about 20, almost, you know, at 20 plus years between the two, like between Godfather being made and then uh, Goodfellas being made. 20 years? Because yeah. it came on like 60. No, it came on the 60s, Godfather did. Um, so maybe a little bit more. Maybe a long time period between the two of them. But so there's different time making or like just different styles of filmmaking. So that's half the reason why the the speed of it is is so different. Uh, 1972. Okay, so 20 years. Godfather. So less than 20 years between them. But I think it did The Godfather better. It, it moved very fast, and it, I enjoyed watching this film from beginning to end. Yeah, there's a lot of shooting up. It's kind of got a lot of for... It, it's a good guy movie. No offense to you liking it. No, that's means. fine. I don't like a lot of things that I should like as a girl, so but it's fine. It's very much so a good guy movie, because there's shooting... There is... No nudity in the film. No, there's not. <laughs> Nothing. There's no nudity, period. Um, but, I mean, it is, it, it's got a lot of shooting. There's, it's mobsters. There's swearing. There's drinking. There's, you know, killing people. It's very. Food, blood, and A and lot swearing. of food, yeah. Again, it comes down to those three, <laughs> those three things. And that's what this film is all about. And it's a great film. And I, I would watch this one again. Honestly, I'd watch this one over The Godfather again. And I know that's terrible for me to be saying as a film fan, but honestly, I I thought this one was a good film, and I I enjoyed it. There wasn't anything about it that I hated. There wasn't anything that I was like, well, why did they do that? You know, right. there's some there's some moments in the film that you can kind of go, okay, this is what's going to happen based upon what you know from movies like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Like, you could see things were going a certain direction just by the way that they were leading into it, or they were, you know, they were even just the way they were shooting it. But it's still, I, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed the film. I I really like it. I think it does indeed move a lot quicker than The Godfather. And yeah. I like The Godfather, and I've seen the first two. I own all three of them. I've only seen the first two. Never seen the third one? Never seen the third one. I, I prefer the second Godfather to the first Godfather. See, and I enjoy the last like hour or so of godfather 3 okay it's just like i've only seen the first back to the future i'm just behind on yes yes you are that's sacrilegious i'm sorry how have you not seen back to the future i don't know if the reason that i like (laughs) i like goodfellas better is because it's new not the movie's newer but like the history is newer i like the way that he incorporated that scorsese scorsese however you say it incorporates music into his Move, how he incorporates the music he uses into his movie. Yes. This movie had a really great soundtrack. But also, same thing, like, Casino has a really good soundtrack. Yeah. The Departed has a really good soundtrack. That's Those true. Are pretty much the only movies of his I've seen recently. They're all they're all very well. Like, the music that he chose for this film perfectly oh, matched the time frame. I forgot that they a were trivia. To be in. He yeah. uses, um, Scorsese uses Give Me Shelter in Goodfellas and Casino. And The Departed. So all three mobster all three movies, movies that he... Like, he uses the Rolling related. Stones in every mob movie he makes. But he... Oh, I mean, he uses a bunch of Rolling Stones songs, but he always uses Gimme Shelter. Was there an actual score to this film? I don't believe so. Because now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I, he uses so many songs to, like, to place the time frame. 
I um, feel like no. I don't remember hearing music, honestly. <laughs> the music department, music editor. No, so there was no, no actual score. score. It was all it was all songs. Yep. If we're wrong, somebody point that out. But yeah, I'm please pretty let us positive. know. But I don't remember hearing any music that no, wasn't that wasn't existing music, right. like existing songs. Because yeah, because even during that montage, like you said, that wasn't instrumental. That's the instrumental portion mm-hmm. of Layla. Right? Yeah. That's not Lola. For Layla. some reason, I no, thought Lola, Layla. as I said Layla. Layla. But, I mean, that was that was still an existing song that he used to cut to the montage. I That was a good... No, and I'm scrolling through the soundtrack, and everything is... Existing music. Existing music. If you like music from... <laughs> if you like music in general. No, if you like music from, like, the 60s to the eight, like late 70s, this whole movie's just got all of these classics. Mm-hmm. Very, very classic songs. And it's it ranges kind of all over the place from a lot of a lot of kind of big bandish music like there's you know Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and some oh. of those but there is definitely like you said there's Rolling Stones in there and there's yeah there's Frosty the Snowman is in there yeah. <laughs> but well, there's a Christmas scene yeah there's a Christmas scene so but it's a good it, I <laughs> yeah besides the fact that uh, <laughs> now you're now you're singing that aren't you <laughs> no I was singing uh, uh, sunshine of your love um. No, besides, yeah, besides Ray Liotta's laugh. <laughs> yeah, right? Which, that man. Cannot laugh. Cannot laugh. Naturally, at least. Let's just say it's naturally. It's the worst. It, watching him laugh is painful. It looks like he doesn't know what to How, do with yeah, his with face. Yeah, with his mouth. It's like, what do he I do? He, like, squishes his head back into his neck and just opens his mouth out really wise, like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and it's not even like he's smiling when he's laughing. No. It's literally just he opens his he mouth. He looks like a ventriloquist he, dummy. Yes. That's what he looks like. Somebody lowered the ventriloquist yeah. mouth down and <laughs> made the noise. That's yeah. exactly... <laughs> Ray Liotta's a ventriloquist dummy. Yay! Oh, oh. what a great summary and a great end. <laughs> I have a little bit of interesting trivia I just found out because okay. I'm looking at the legacy section. Um, Goodfellas inspired director David Chase to make The Sopranos. Oh, okay. He I said can see that, that Goodfellas is the Quran for me. <laughs> Goodfellas is a very important movie to me, and Goodfellas repeatedly plowed that. I found every movie very funny and brutal. Really plowed that, yeah. I found that movie very funny and brutal, and it felt very real. And yet, the first it was that was the first mob movie that Scorsese ever dealt with a mob crew, as opposed to say The Godfather. You know what? I could see. I I, I not, Which is, not that you. He mentioned compares that. it more to a, like The Godfather to like an opera. Okay, where it's more it's theatric. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily like you can't go. Well, I could see them actually doing that. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more of like the feel of uh, like a mob story. Whereas this, I do agree. That's a good point that you brought that up. This film does feel a hell of a lot more real. Like yes. I could actually, I mean, I know it's based upon stuff that actually happened, but it really does. That, there, that could be a difference right there is that The Godfather is based on a book, like right. a fictionalized, like fiction book. I'm sure it has some historical background. I've never read the book or oh, I've never read either of these books, but, but you know, Wise Guy is the book that is the the Goodfellas movie is based on is more of a biography yeah. more than anything yeah. and this film does everything that happens in the movie you can actually see happening in real life you know by all means so yeah it's a true crime book okay well if you're curious to know and you want to watch this film you should watch this film because frankly you just need to see this movie it's in a general, great it's film brilliant it's very good um, yeah, and you definitely say higher on the list. Yes, right. much higher on the list. I'm a little 
a little disappointed. I would definitely say well above 40. I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to pinpoint an exact spot, but it has to be in the upper half. I don't think it should be this low. It's a good film. Now, on our personal list, <laughs> is the film closer to do the right thing? <laughs> Or is it, I'm, a, I'm definitely assuming it's not closer to the last picture show at all. No, it's not. In our scale of, of cha- life changing to uh, the last picture show, so do the right thing to the last picture show, it's, it's, not, it's not do the right thing. Because okay. Goodfellas does not make me want to go out and change things about my life. It's true. Okay, maybe it does, but not good things. <laughs> Just makes me want to eat a lot of Italian food and buy a gun. That's so, the point. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was the opposite of do the right things yeah, message to people. Pretty much. <laughs> I do. I agree. It's closer. I, it's, and it's, I'm biased because it's my favorite. One of my favorite movies. It's the first of my favorite movies on the list. Oh, and I got a couple when we get higher. Believe me, when we get to like the Charlie Chaplin ones, I'm gonna see. And I'm like, excited about those because I've never seen them, I'll so be, I'm intrigued. I would do. No, the Great Dictator's not on this list, but it's his other ones that are on here. I when we Are get you to sure the Charlie. The Great Dictator's not on here? I don't remember it being on here. I could be wrong though. I'm it looking. should be. I mean, if all in all fairness, for what that film actually did, it was a it was a film that kind of. Didn't slap people in the face, but it kind of showed them what exactly was going on. Yeah, with it's the war. not. It's a good film. I mean, any, not on the list, but if anybody wants to see a good Charlie Chaplin film, The Great Dictator is from like the early time frame that I don't want to say. Uh, <laughs> but it's it was early. during World. It was during World War Two. It was like flat in the middle of it, and actually, people thought Charlie Chaplin was a Nazi sympathizer because of it. It deals with the war and Hitler yeah. and stuff. So, but no, I know what it's about. But when we it. get to some of those Charlie Chaplin ones, I'll be all over them, right. freaking out because. I love Charlie Chaplin, and I love those films, so I understand. The Sixth Sense is above Goodfellas. What the what? It's because of the twist ending. See, now that <sighs> film I can do that for. That film I can say, oh, it's because of this. That's Forrest why. Forrest Gump is also really far down on the list. 76. It oh, dropped see. five spots. Oh, really? Yeah. That sucks. Anyways. So, that's all I got. That's about what I have. What do we have next time? Oh, we have Sophie's Choice from 1982. <laughs> if I recall number correctly. number 91. That one's going to be a... Downer. Yeah, that one's going to be a downer. We might have to drink while we watch that one. <laughs> Just to make it make it better. So, that one's at 91. Yep. Wow, we're blowing through these. Look at that. Next time's going to be our 10th episode already. Sophie, okay. This is the... Uh, Synopsis for Sophie's Choice on IMDb. Sophie is the survivor of a Nazi concentration camp who has found a reason to live in Nathan, a sparkling, if unsteady, American Jew obsessed with the Holocaust. Wow. They befriend Stingo. Stingo? Stingo? It looks like Stingo. (laughs) The movie's narrator, a young American writer new to New York City, but the happiness of Sophie and Nathan is endangered by her ghosts and his obsessions. Wow, that's just got Oscar winning film. It's a drama romance. It's, it's just, two hours and thirty minutes. It's it, rated R. It sounds like and Meryl Streep won an Oscar. Oh, see, yeah, because it's it's it. What's the topic? It's about people fleeing from the Holocaust. It's a drama. It's it's a period film. It seems like so. Yeah, it's gonna be. And okay. The only names I recognize are Kevin Klein and and and. It's Sophie Choice. Her name is Sophie Choice. Yeah, her name is Sophie Choice. (laughs) Okay, we need to stop. (laughs) We need to go eat some food. So once again, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, guys. Please find us on Facebook on Top Shelf AFI Top 100. Yep. Hit like. Uh, Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. And also... We're on iTunes. Yes. Please subscribe if you're not having done so already. And share that with your friends. Please do. And leave a comment if you wish to. We do read the comments. We do read the the comments. comments. And... 
Please be nice, but at the same time, let us know if there's something that you'd like us to change yep. and or we will tweet, be, by all means. We so. will be better about being more critical about our <laughs> and facts. Accurate. And accurate. <laughs> I apologize for mispronouncing names, but it and I Well, see, and I just look at it and I went, oh, that's Schneider. That's what that is. Yeah. That's not Schneider. I don't even know. Your I, brain puts the letters in that it wants to be there. Yes, so my yeah. brain puts stuff in all the time. So, well, with that... <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, too. All right. So thanks, thanks for listening. Thank and you. And we will catch you folks on the flip-flop. Good night, Radio Rahim. Yes, good night, Radio Rahim. <laughs> and you say yours. And shut it down. No, say your other one. It's all oh, uphill. it's all uphill from here. <laughs> and shut it down. We did. Shut it down. All right. I apologize. Goodbye, Radio Rahim. Goodbye. Goodbye. Shut it down. Okay, it's going. Shutting it down. It's going. Shut it down. It's, Shutting it down. It's slow. Shut it down. Shut it down. Okay. Shut it down. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.